0: He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC.
1: Folks, good morning. Good morning. I'm here with uh, a MAGA extremist, <laughs> uh, Doug DePiero, who uh, who is dividing this country and dre- threatening democracy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that horrible? Wasn't that speech horrible?
0: The Biden speech, yeah, <laughs> talking about the, the MAGAs. Oh, oh well, the like the deplorables these days. Uh, you're be- worse. <laughs> I I am or all of us
1: you are Oh, thank you uh, I appreciate was, that I appreciate that it was the most horrible speech you can imagine I mean the one thing a president has is presidentiality mm. that's the unique trait that he has and to squander it is terrible and it it absolutely destroys him squander it
0: with his hatred that the, yeah. the, the whole well, thing yeah well let me that. give you a good example
1: uh, in 1994, uh, as he was about to lose Congress, uh, President Clinton called me uh, right before Election Day, uh, two weeks before Election Day, and said, what do you think I should do? And I said, stay in Washington. And he right. said, no, no, I just did the peace deal with Georgia and Israel, uh, with Jordan and Israel, so my popularity's recovered, so I think I can help candidates. Where do you think I should campaign? I said, stay home. Don't campaign. If you campaign, you're going to resurrect the image of a politician. Mm. You'll lose your presidentiality and you'll end up hurting the candidates you campaign for. Interesting. And he didn't listen. He went out and campaigned and he heard every candidate he campaigned for. They all lost. And, um, that was such a vivid example. Presidentiality is the major attribute a president has and uh, to squander it by the hate the vitriol the venom the anger the yeah. fury the rage that Biden displayed there is is really incredible and he was blaming everything on the MAGA Republicans he was blaming every single ill we have on the MAGA Republicans but i think there's a different course for him so- That's the right direction. Blame it on your mean... Blame it on your mean, lying, cheating, cold, mistreating heart. Wow, you memorized that finally. Well, I work at it. It's like every day he listens to that. So, but here's what I think about it. I think that um, Biden uh, knows that President Biden cannot defeat President Trump. But Joe may be able to defeat defeat Don. Interesting. In other words, the as when you look at President Biden and you compare it with Biden with President Trump, President Trump does better in that comparison, and people have a very much po- much more positive view of President Trump than they do of Donald Trump personally, and conversely, they have a better view of Joe Joe Biden than they do of President Biden. So. What Biden was trying to do last night, the other night, was to transform a race between presidents into a race between men and make it a personal race. And the way he did that a was street to- Street fight. Street fight, right. And the way he did that was to anger Trump and to go after Trump and villainize him and, and attack him. And he knew that that would hurt his presidentiality. He probably knew that that would drop him a couple of points, but, he was willing to fall on his sword to do that, to set up the personal conflict of the two of them. Really? And he was also hoping to bait Trump to to rise to the bait and be particularly vicious and aggressive, you know, make like he was Rosie O'Donnell or something.
0: <laughs> that was good. And,
1: and uh, Trump didn't rise to the bait. He rebutted the attacks. He attacked back. But the big thing he did was to compare the two records of the administration.
0: This is Trump. Trump, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And that was really important. That was crucial that he did that. Uh, and I was cheering to the he TV set. It really was good. Um, you know, Rudy Giuliani and I were talking a few minutes ago, and Rudy said, you know, Trump should have said, I've never attacked the Democrats. I attack democratic politicians and leaders and the crooks that run the party but i haven't attacked the voters the
0: citizens of the united states
1: yeah and uh and trump never does that either so um but what was going on here was an effort to make donald trump the issue mm. uh because biden can't win in a comparison just for background the american public can only tolerate one Person at a time in their radar screen. They can only follow one person at a time. So in 2016, the person they could follow was Hillary. Nobody paid any attention to Trump. He was an afterthought. You were for Hillary or against Hillary. Mm. Then in 2020, you were for Trump or against Trump. Nobody even noticed that Joe Biden was alive. He wasn't. He was right. in his basement. Yeah. And it was just a referendum on Trump. And the last two years, Trump has been there, but nobody's focusing on him. They're focusing on what kind of job Biden is doing. So the it's lack thereof. pro-Biden versus anti-Biden. And Biden cannot win that fight because his record is so terrible. And there's such a contrast with Trump's record. It's very unusual to have a president running against a former president. It's like, you know, that time when we had two popes, Benedict and Francis we have a president and an ex president both running normally the ex president fades from view so Alleged, biden, allegedly running well he's running i know biden can't uh can't stand that competition he knows he can't win it so what he's trying to do is to fade from the scene and make it all pro and anti trump and uh, that's what you're going to see now the next step here i predict all this in my book the return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. I lay it all out here, the exact details, read them. In fact, memorize them Great because book. it's what, what's Brilliant. coming up. But the next step is they're going, the first step was raid Mar-a-Lago. The second was to vilify MAGA in his speech. The third step is to indict Trump for, uh, for over the, uh, the issue of the archives, a trivial issue but indict him. And the reason they'll be indicting him is not to punish him, not to lock him up, not to knock him out of the presidential race, because they can't do that. They know that. But what they're trying to do is to make Trump so much the issue that it foments a civil war in the Republican Party. That people say Trump is radioactive. Trump has a lot of baggage why can't? Why do we have to wade through that? Let's just nominate DeSantis or somebody who will embody Trump's policies but doesn't have this baggage. And the Republicans will say, I don't believe Trump did wrong. I don't believe he is guilty. I don't think any of this. But better safe than sorry, so let's go with DeSantis. And what people that say that do not realize is that Trump will not cede that turf willingly mm-hmm. or happily He got cheated out of the 2020 election by fraud. And now he's going to get cheated out of the 24 election by a phony indictment. No way. He's not going to take that. So there will be a bitter, fierce, horrible, bloody Republican primary. And and, and that will destroy our chances in 24 and leave rifts that may not heal for five or six years. And that is the Democratic strategy. That is what they are trying to do. So as these moves unfold, follow the game plan. If you need reference for it, go back to uh, my book, The Return, and I lay it all out there. This is what they're attempting to do. And uh, Biden Biden took the next step here by vilifying MAGA. It's kind of like they vilified the Tea Parties. Oh, yeah. Remember 10 years ago, uh, the, tea swe- the Tea Parties swept the election for the House and uh, swept the Democrats out of power. We gained sixty two seats. So the Republican so the Democrats responded by sicking the IRS on the Tea Parties. They had they had um Lerner. Lois Lerner, uh audit all of the Tea Party groups and and demand paperwork and documents and everything um that the volunteers who were heading those groups couldn't accommodate. They were part time people. They had a full time day job. And yet they wanted the text of every speech, the leaflets handed out at rallies, the ads that they used, the, uh, precise, the list of members, mm-hmm. a list of donors, everything, constant paperwork. And by 2013 and 14, the Tea Party was out of existence, was out of business. Because of that. Because of that. Hounded out of existence Imagine. by the IRS. Never found any misdoing. It wasn't like BLM where they embezzled money. Black Lives Matter. Mm It's, it, it, there was never any dishonesty either alleged or found. Uh, but the, but it became clear that they could destroy the organization by IRS harassment. And that's why they're hiring 87,000 new agents. Mm -hmm. Because they need to go after the MAGA Republicans. And that's what they're going to say. That's going to be the excuse. And the ground forces are the 87,000 agents. With guns. With guns. But the air cover over that is the anti-MAGA rhetoric, mm-hmm. so, that they, uh, so that they're auditing the taxes of extremists and opponents of democracy and people who are enemies of the country, and that's who we're going after. And that'll be their excuse. That's the whole context here. So your advice actually is to stand
0: strong against with Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, with All Trump, of us. You can't you never can't. abandon Trump. Right. He is a unique figure in our politics. Mm-hmm. The chances of finding another Donald Trump are like finding another Winston Churchill right. or Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan or FDR. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that. Uh, but don't take the bait is my, is right. my advice. Good. Uh, don't take the bait. So, um, so, so that's what I think. I'll be back to you and we'll talk about what, 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 whether Trump will win. He will.
0: It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Secret agent, man. Secret agent,
2: man. They've given
1: you a number. Hey, this is Dick Morris. I'm here with my I'm here with my maxi mega maga (laughs) sidekick. Mega MAGA man Maxi Mega MAGA sidekick. Man. Yep. That was hard to do. We shouldn't do that again. Right. It was good Um, though. Now Trump is gonna win this. And the reason he's gonna win is that he gives it is because of his constituency. When Biden attacks Trump's constituency and says they're extremists, they're anti-democracy, they're crazy, and all that, he's not just attacking the people that are supporting Trump. He's attacking the ethnic, in effect, the ethnic groups that underlie the Trump's candidacy. They're not ethnic groups, but they might as well be. It would be as if Donald Trump said, don't vote for Biden because only the blacks are supporting him. Right. It would be horrible like that. Be, but, and when Biden says stuff like stuff about anti MAGA and the MAGA Republicans, it's in effect an ethnic slur. Because the groups that are supporting Donald Trump are groups that owe their, their existence really to Donald Trump. The blue collar Working class American who live, isn't, who isn't bi-coastal, who lives in flyover country, was never a political force. It was somebody, it was somebody who was manipulated by the process, never had any power, never was able to manipulate anything or float any issues. And the government proceeded in total oblivio- totally oblivious to him. Uh, we negotiated trade deals that put him out of work. We opened the border, and that put him out of work. Uh, we uh, enacted a tax code that penalized the working class, and everything was for the special interests, and the work working class had no political power. Then MAGA gave them political power. All of a sudden, their incomes increased. Trade policy was to keep products out that could put their factories out of business. uh The tax policy was to reward them tax cut aimed at the working class. I've told you this before, but the median household income in America, that is the household income of the middle, the working class, the 50th percentile, rose by $6,200 under Trump and has dropped by $6,000 under Biden a year. So that's $100 a week in your wallet and $100 a week out of your wallet. So – and. Trump really governs in the name of the working class, the working man. And when Biden, so that when Biden attacks the MAGA Republicans, that's who he's attacking. He's, he's attacking you. The working class person says, the, the working person says, he's attacking me. Yeah, right. Uh, it's not attacking that. an ideology. He's attacking me. Yeah. And now that class, that, that MAGA base has expanded and it includes patriotic Hispanics and Asians, Hispanics and Asians who identify more as American than as Hispanic. Uh, the, the Hispanic American, the Hispanic is in small letters and Americans in large letters. And they're not all of the Hispanic population. They're a little bit more than half. But they're folks who say, look, I came here at the risk of my life or my ancestors did, on a freaking raft in the middle of the Caribbean Sea yeah, uh-huh. or a raft in the South China Sea escaping Vietnam. And when I come to this country and I hear these crazy types making talking about socialism and the benefits of uh, of you know, quoting Chairman Mao and stuff, yeah. uh, I know that this is turning America into something I don't want and it's like I'm on this raft and the mothership is being sunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to see that happen. The, the AOCs of a... Exactly. So so that's the second element that says when he's attacking MAGA Republicans, he's attacking me. Mm-hmm. And the third group that says that are the millennials, particularly those who are just out of college but not in their 30s yet. Basically people 24 to thirty. Because they're saying, I, I've just started in the world. I have to want to start a family. I want to move out of mom's basement. Uh, I want to start my career. I want to get a home. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And I can't because of this inflation. This economy is killing not just the country and not just problems, but making it impossible for me to grow up, right. making it impossible to have me progress to the next stage of my life get an apartment let alone a mortgage on a house exactly and and therefore when he when biden attacks MAGA republicans he's attacking me Mm -hmm. the uh the generation z 26 year old that's just getting started and needs to lower inflation and needs uh to lower gas prices and needs to keep mortgage rates low they're now going crazy uh so Biden's strategy of attacking the base, attacking uh not Trump, not the candidate, but the base itself, People. is so fundamentally flawed, and that's why Trump will win, because his base is on the line. It's not that they're attacking the candidate, they're attacking his supporters, they're attacking his voters, they're attacking the working class Latino and Asian and Millennials who rallied to Trump's side, who previously had not been heard from politically. And they are going to win. We are. And we're gonna manifest that in twenty two and in twenty four. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn, my Hi, old friend. Judith. Hey Judith.
3: Hey, good afternoon, Dick, and good afternoon, Doug. Hi. Um listen, your book, The Return, is more important than ever right now because of all these a uh, little bit of like anti wanting to have Trump not rerun again, blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I'm up to chapter ten, I have to tell you, and so far terrific. I'm going to quote something right in Chapter 9, and I'm going to, let me chap, let me quote you something that you wrote, okay? okay. <laughs> Those who waste our time and try to turn, this jumped out at me, Dick. Those who waste our time and try to turn molehills into mountains distracting us from public purpose deserve to pay a political price, okay? So I want to use your words, Dick, to also apply the latest Mar-a-Lago raid Those who waste our time with molehills into mountains distracting what really Dick is going on under the Biden administration and the dictatorship, Democrats as I call them. I think that President Trump should say this is not about me. He should say it's not about him. It's about saving this country. Mm. And he should point out all the damage already done by Biden and these diabolical agendas that they have. He did
1: that really well last night, I thought.
3: Well, I, but he should continue doing it. He should yes. go all over the place. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. He has to really go all over Newsmax and Fox and uh, conservative radios and anyone Problem who wants to listen to him. He's got to get. Fox, but, also, but also, Fox Dick, didn't but Dick, broadcast the
1: speech, Judith. You know that? Fox, didn't you know broadcast. What? Fox uh, did not broadcast uh, the, speech. Yeah. the speech. Newsmax did, but Fox did not.
3: Well, I'm not surprised because they are ready, like with Paul Ryan and and, uh, Ryan and all these other people that are anti-Trump and whatever. But I also want to point out, I want to point out something, and that's why your book is so important, The Return. So here's my pitch, okay, Dick? Simply put, if you have two, and Doug, listen, if you have two teams and each coach is asked to pick only the very best player, all right, because everything is riding on it because the stakes are way too high. Wouldn't you pick the one who has proven himself already to have the track record sure. yeah, to be able to do the job? I did
1: it course. already. Has and and everybody, everybody believes that. Uh, but I'm concerned that when they make Trump radioactive, oh, he's been indicted or something, or oh, he was impeached twice, or oh, he was in Russiagate, uh, mm-hmm. that he people will say, shouldn't we get somebody without the baggage? And that's, that's what I'm concerned about. I think that... That will trigger a civil war and in the Democrat, in the Republican party. And that's the Democratic strategy.
0: But then they're looking for someone just softer and you don't want them to be softer. That's
1: right. Well, bless you, Judith. Thank Thank you you very much for your call. You take care. Let's go to Ralph in New Jersey.
4: Well, you know, uh, I haven't read any book by you, Dick Morris, but I am about to get that book. It's good. called The Return, correct? It's a great book. The and Return. If I come to, and yeah. if you don't like okay, it, bye. you can return it. <laughs> this is no, the Return. return it. It's from the Return. From how that <laughs> book is described by, by Judith, I'm, yes. I'm already excited to good. get a copy of that book. Thank good. you. But, you know, the speech from Hill is what uh, Mio Giuliani prepared to uh, that, uh, yeah, the speech you know, from uh, hell, spectacle that and it looked uh, like Joseph it Biden. was in hell, didn't it? Yeah. It looked well, okay. like Dante's well, Inferno
1: was his backdrop. Yeah. yeah,
4: right. The, uh, yeah. And 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 Fox News, by the way, described Joseph Biden as the American Nero. Rightly so, because this man is playing with fire, deconstructing America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and he is reckless. He is irresponsible. He yep. definitely is uh, a very kind of yeah. individual. Yep. You know, if we cannot bring stability and balance in the domestic uh, situation going on in this country right now, yeah. how do you suppose? You know, uh, the, the country is being viewed uh, overseas, yeah. like are well, right, right now. There's, there's, Ralph, there's, you know, you know, there's a situation, there's a situation you know, in Europe. Right? You know,
1: Ralph, the the thing is that uh, the American president is not just the secular leader of the country. He's, in effect, the spiritual leader of the country. He's the, he's the pope of the American religion, um, the religion that says upward mobility, equality of everyone, everyone has a shot, democratization. There's a gospel to that, and he's the pope of that gospel. And we get up there and, in effect, curses, which is what he did in the speech. He destroys his his political papacy Hmm. and uh, i think that that's this concept isn't original it comes from john meacham who edited was the publisher of newsweek and he wrote a book called um, i forget what it's called but he spoke of the secular religion that underscores america and that's i couldn't help thinking of that when biden was in the middle of his rant
0: you know, Biden, Biden's, uh, uh, one side of his mouth, he said, oh, you got to unite the country. And then yeah. a second later, yeah. he said MAGA people are home. And MAGA and yeah. yeah,
1: that's right. It was unbelievable. That's right. Let's go to Al and Yonk- Yonkers. 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 Yeah, no, that's Yonkers. where yeah. my MAGA it, Doug uh, Hey, hey, guy.
4: Thanks for taking my call. You know, I just want to say on a positive note, yesterday the president was in Pennsylvania, a crucial state mm-hmm. that we have to hold on to to get the majority in the Senate. Yep. And I wanted to say, uh, I'm sure you both agree, that this is a state that President Trump had carried twice, Ohio, and uh, he's going to put Dr. Oz over the top. Yeah, Do you both is. agree? And, and, and Mastriano, Mastriano, too. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Um, the thing about about Oz is that, and Vance, too, is they come to politics having done something, you know, just like Donald Trump. I mean, the first time you met Trump wasn't when he was running for president, when he was building half of New York. Mm. Uh, that's when we met Trump. And Dr. Oz, we met him when he was telling us how to be healthy. And Vance, we met him when he was talking about the pathos of the mountain Appalachian hillbillies in America and hillbilly elegy. We met these people when they weren't political. And when they come into politics, it 's like a an extraterrestrial being uh showing up in the political arena hmm. and it takes a while for people to get used to them, but once you get used to them, you see the inherent ability. Ronald Reagan is a good example oh, of that he was, great. You know, he was an actor he My had a favorite. previous career um, but you look at all the others Bush never had a career uh Obama never had a career uh, Johnson never had one Kennedy never had one they arrived they, they've all politicians. And when you get somebody with an outside experience like Trump or like uh, Oz uh, or like Vin- Vance, that really is worth hanging on to.
0: It's Sunday and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC.
1: Very secret anymore you know you're on the radio you're on TV yeah right secret agent yeah that's right <laughs> reminds me of a great story Danny Kay said he was great yeah he, he was posing as a uh, a Frenchman and he said um, I am Pierre the spy I'm very famous. Everywhere I go, people say, look, there goes Pierre, the spy. (laughs) That's you now. So I'm the secret agent man now. (laughs) My identity has been compromised. No kidding. I just want to dwell on the theme of the civil war that Biden wants to engender in the Republican Party. Uh, He wants to get the Republicans killing each other by drawing this distinction between MAGA Republicans and non-MAGA Republicans. The Republican Party is a layer cake. The basic layer is the free market capitalist that believes in, in unlimited immigration, unlimited flow of trade across borders, total free trade, and it really comes from the British Conservative Party. Then the second layer that was overlaid uh, in the 1950s by Eisenhower, is the national security layer that wants to defeat communism, promote American strength, and, and make us the preeminent power in the world. Then the third layer of the layer cake was put there by Reagan, social conservatives, uh, abortion, uh, family stability, morality, bringing up children in the right way, and so on. And the top layer is put there by Donald Trump. And it is economic nationalism that says the important thing here is to do what's good for the American people, not what some textbook says is necessary to make capitalism operate at its optimum efficiency. Really, when you think about it, the goal of capitalism is to get everybody to work for as little as possible so that it costs as little as possible to make products, Hmm. so you can have as big a profit as possible. And that incentivizes people to do more and to create more, and the economy runs from that. But Donald Trump is saying, no, we can't have a race to the bottom. Uh, We can't have uh, people being put out of business because somebody else is willing to work for less. Hmm. So that's why he did this incredible achievement, I think I've spoken about before, in uh, the new free trade agreement with, with Mex- Mexico and Canada right. where he said you can't send a product into the United States and have it tr- without tariffs custom free unless you pay your workers in Mexico an average of $15 an hour or more
0: that was brilliant
1: incredible at first every t- pre trade agreements by definition knock wages down and they create a competition to the bottom because everybody can come in. The nation doesn't put a tax on imports. And, uh, the cheaper the import, the better you are. So Trump completely reversed that and said, no, we're making, we're tying free trade to decent wages. And we're going to use that to increase wages.
0: He wanted the playing field to be closer. closer. And he said,
1: I'm not, I don't want to bring us down. Right. I want to bring them Amazing. up. Amazing. And, uh, and he said, I want the Mexican worker that makes the car to make as much as the American worker, because otherwise he'll undercut the American Mm -hmm. worker and put him out of business. But China. So, but that is so antithetical Mm. to, to the view of the upper class. Uh, the, 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 it goes this way. Let me do this in a broader context. The people who are the upper class in our Society, not the MAGA Republicans, the, the old Republicans, the Rhino Republicans, the Romneys, the Cheneys. They live in a global world. They are not Americans. They are globalists. And when you speak about the greater good of, of, of a policy, you have to do it in terms of the global situation, not the American situation. And at base, their fundamental view is America's got 4% of the world's population. What the hell is it doing with 25% of the world's income and 30% of the world's wealth? We've got to spread it out. We've got to give wealth to other countries, to other people. And their whole interest, their whole view is globalist. Uh, they have sort of a tourist view of the U.S. They're passing through. Mm. And... um their economy is located in France and China and and Britain uh their investments are on the continent of Europe their whole focus is globalist they think of a of the wor- one world and that's the ideal they aspire to and that's the yardstick they use in measuring their policies and that is so wrong g- compared to Trump's view which is not the world, but America. America first. America first. So when these views clash, there's going to be a gigantic civil war in the Republican Party. This isn't just going to be a fight between a guy named DeSantis and a guy named Trump. This is going to be a fight between the world view, and it's going to ultimately, I think Trump will win it, but it will ultimately destroy the Republican Party. Oh, oh no. Well, we're determined not to let that happen. We're determined not to let a civil war cripple the Republican Party. Well, you
0: have to do that. You have to get. Yeah, your we work all out. have to Dick do that. Morris,
1: we all have to understand that this is that this is crucial, and that this is the Democratic strategy. Hmm. That's what they're trying to do. Um, let's go to uh, Eliana. I think in Fanwood, New Jersey.
3: Hi, Dick. Hey, hey, Doug, it's Elena from Sandwood, New Jersey. Hi, Alina. Um, hi. I happen to be one of those Hispanic Americans Good. who consider herself Amer- American first. And what I was telling your screener was um, the group of friends and people I speak to, we, we're talking about long-term strategy. And what's the difference if we get a DeSantis in there for eight years and then... Uh, hopefully that's the goal, or get a Trump in there for four, and then a DeSantis right. in there for eight years. Yeah, well, that's so- what
1: we need to do. He should wait his turn. Right, he will, and, and he wants to. But politicians are politicians. If he perceives weakness in Trump, mm-hmm. and we, and and the voters, the the MAGA voters begin to leave Trump because he's been indicted and all of that. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen at we that point. We have to point. stay strong. And we have to stay united, and we have to say stay strong. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your call, Leanne. Leanne, I'm sorry I mispronounced your name.
0: You um, mispronounced my name.
1: Yeah, right. Doug. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's go to Dorothy in Pennsylvania. So you actually went to the Trump rally last night. Wow. Yes,
3: I did, Dick, Beautiful. and it was fantastic as usual.
1: Thank but you, but you for the, doing the that.
3: Yeah, in the Times Leader paper, which is a local paper, Um, It said the Pennsylvania Democratic Party disappears their counter-visitability against Trump event fearing MAGA people confrontation. And uh, also sit on here, uh, we have concerns about the safety of our members with Trumpsters and Mariano supporters in attendance at Trump's rally we decided that it would be better to err on the side of caution and be safe rather than sorry. That is this
1: <laughs> rhetoric of political violence. There is no political violence directed oh. by the MAGA people. The um, What the Democrats do, did, is first they use the excuse of COVID to tell everybody to stay home right. and not vote in oh. the elections, vote by mail. Then when COVID recedes and they still maintain that, and they do that so they can commit voter fraud. There's no other reason. Eighty-five million people voted in person, and there was no uptick in COVID that right. week or for that month of November 2020. They just used it to steal the election. Then they go to the courts and they litigate to stop the courts from reviewing the election, blocking the motions, How did saying, get get don't have juris- that. saying you don't have jurisdiction or or the or it's not your purview. And then they go to the legislatures and tell them not to intervene. And when Trump tries to intervene with Pence, they go crazy and say, you're, you're destabilizing the government. Then when they're denied access to the legislature, denied access to the courts, denied access to the media, the Trump supporters go crazy and they meet at this rally on January 6th and a few of them act out and go nuts, but nobody gets killed except Some of our own people, no cops get killed. There's no guns. There's no shooting. There's no violence. But the Democrats live off this for two years, saying the biggest threat to our country is political violence instigated by the right.
0: But not a problem with Portland and all of that stuff. Yeah, the riots that were going on when they overturned police cars and
1: burned courthouses. So basically,
0: they're projecting.
1: That's not political violence. No. So So they invent this 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 phony boogeyman mm. of political violence and blame it on the uh Republicans it's,
0: remember Maxine Waters when she said, "If you see a Trump supporter, go around him, get people, and he 's not welcome in a restaurant or whatever you remember Maxine right. that was different uh, right. that was okay
1: right uh-huh now, the archive scandal I was doing a radio show in Chicago this week, and a woman named uh Joy Jacobson, no, Amy Jacobson, right, uh, gave me a line that I just love, and I'm using it all over the country. The Archive Scandal is like an overdue library book. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) You know, it's exactly like that. The book should have been returned on time. I know I owe you some money for doing that. And if I keep the book, I'm really doing a (laughs) no-no. And and Biden's
0: got the librarian in his
1: pocket. (laughs) Right. And, but, but that's all it is. It's, the archives are a library. And Trump is hanging on to some of the books that belong in the library. <laughs> There's no national security implication. Nobody's saying he gave this information to the Russians. They are saying some of it's classified. Uh, but so what? He kept it to himself. Uh, and, and I think that that's,
2: prioritygoldguide.com That's prioritygoldguide.com
0: It's Sunday and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. to the secret agent man secret You know where I'm going? Well, I'll give you a hint. I borrowed these books from the place I'm going. And when I get there, I'm going to return these books and borrow some more. It sounds like There's Kamala. a special place I know when I've got a special need. It's a place I always go when I want a book to read. Going to the la-la-library, la-la-library, <laughs> la, la-la-library, going <laughs> to
1: read. The Archive Scandal is a scandal about an overdue library book. Uh, the What is the archives but a library? Hmm. There's the special document room where you see the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, uh, and then there's the library where you have the papers for every president kept there, so historians can go there and knock themselves out and uh write their histories from it mm-hmm. and it's and It's very important to do that, but it is not a felony worth ousting a candidate for president of the United States over, and without the allegation or the proof that Trump in any way compromised national security by giving it to people he shouldn't give it to. This is a scandal over an overdue library book. And it is absolutely ridiculous to say that this is serious or that this should merit a, a criminal indictment or that it should knock a guy out of a presidential race. It's just absurd. Unbelievable. Well,
0: you said earlier that it, they, they can't do that. They can't knock him a... No, out they of can't. The, right.
1: But what they're hoping to do <clears throat> is to besmirch him and say he's been indicted uh, he's maybe even convicted they won't knock him out but uh, public opinion type but, of thing but they'll say he's got no he's i'm a republican and i don't like biden and i want to get rid of the democrats so our country is at stake mm-hmm. so i'm not going to take a chance with the guy that's been indicted i'm not going to take a chance with the guy that's been impeached twice i'm not going to take a chance with someone who is fingered in the russia gate scandal mm. Why i someone who has an, an acerbic personality. Why should I take a chance? I have this nice guy, Ron DeSantis, who, uh, who embodies all of Trump's policies, but has none of the baggage. I'm going to go with him. And then what's going to happen is Trump is going to say, you are not knocking me out of the presidential race because of an overdue library book. Mm-hmm. And he'll fight it and there'll be a primary and that will elect the Democrat. Just like in 1980. Ted Kennedy ran against Jimmy Carter in the Democratic primary, and that so weakened Carter that it elected Ronald Reagan. More Which, than he was so weak to begin with? Yeah, more <laughs> than he was so weak. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's exactly what they're planning to do here.
0: That's why we have to stay strong.
1: So let's go to Jay in California. Hey, Jay. You
0: know, I, uh, Dick, let me say
2: first, I think you're a brilliant strategist. Thank you. And I wanted to... Uh, suggest something that might go a step further or build on what you Read
1: my book Jay that that'll give me a the whole view of the strategy
2: but but something that can be done now and I
4: am reading your book by the way good Uh,
2: if uh, do you have a relationship with
4: Ron DeSantis
1: no never met him
2: Well, uh, it seems to me that if he wants to be president and I think he does he can ensure that he will be president in 2028 yes if he's comes out right now today and strongly supports yes yeah.
1: i agree with that yes. i agree with that uh and uh and he's running for re-election in florida so he's not going to do it till after that but um That's we'll see horrible. and that would be a very constructive thing for yes. urge him to do now i think ray in queens doesn't agree with us so let me put him on hi ray
4: uh, good morning, gentlemen. I'm really enjoying your, enjoying your show. Good. Uh, my comment is, it sounds like, uh, you two gentlemen think that the, uh, the attack on the Capitol was condoned. Uh, it was okay. No big deal. No. I mean, no. I, huh? I, I
1: do feel it's no big deal. Uh, I feel that, that the, nobody was killed. Uh, there was no harm done to our democracy. They didn't stop the electoral vote from being counted. Um, a couple of people were killed. A couple of people were wounded and injured. Some people are rotting in jail as a result of it. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, the people that did it are hotheads and nuts, and we shouldn't be, uh, have them in our politics. Right. But no, I, I don't think that this was a revolution. I don't think that this was something that history books should record or coup, uh, or coup d'etat. Uh, I think it, so I do think in that sense it's no big deal. The only reason it has this magnitude is because it's the only time that the members of Congress actually met reality. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they live in this bubble and they never, they were never in touch with the anger people felt about the election being stolen from them. And more importantly, being denied access to the courts and the legislative branch and the investigative agencies to fix it up. So this is the first time Porsche faces life. It's the first time they ever actually met the world. Right. And they're shocked mm. by it. And the media is there, and it's shocked by it. Interesting. And it was in their their backyard. It wasn't some remote place like Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington. This was right there. That's a good point, um, Dick. And, and that's why it acquires the resonance that it does. Thanks for your call, though, Ray. That's Let's good, go to Nick in Middle Village. Good point.
2: Oh, Dick, it's a uh, real, real, real privilege and a, uh, a real honor. But um, watching watching uh, Biden the other night, it reminded me of the library cop on that episode of Seinfeld right. when, when he owed the book since 1972. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <was the> <laughs> Do right. You remember the cop? Right. Yeah. Listen <laughs> to me, son. I don't take my life like, very, very lightly. Books are real important to me. That was you good. understand? <laughs> that was great. I remember oh, that's that. That's wonderful. I good
1: for you. Good. I was right, thinking Nick. of the Stephen King novel with the library policeman, but your metaphor is a lot better. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, I'll look that episode up. That was, I remember great.
0: that. It was great. That's
1: great. <laughs> that was good. Terrific. All uh, right,
0: too much fun. We'll laugh at let's too much. Go to Come Al, on. Let's get
1: serious here. Hey, Al.
0: Hey, Dick, how are you? Doing great. So,
2: I'm listening to you, and you really opened my mind. I'm a bakery person. I'm not the smartest person in the world. In a box of pencils, I'm a crayon. How's that? (laughs) You
1: You know, let me interrupt you. Winston Churchill once said, if we're all worms, I fancy that I'm a glow worm. (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. go ahead.
0: Uh, Go ahead. So, I'm thinking
2: before about that brilliant thing that Donald Trump, which I didn't know about, what he did with Mexico to make sure that their minimum wage was in line with ours. Because right before you said that, my thought was, well, I'm in the bakery business. When they raised the minimum wage in New York City to $15 an hour, New Jersey was still at $10 an hour. So what happened was, when we raised our prices, the New York people... The guys from Jersey came in with a cheaper price because they it cost them less to manufacture. And I said to myself, "Look at this! Our own city government is making us fight harder, making us fight their fight instead of protecting us. What they're
0: doing is they're crippling us."
1: Yeah, and the because price it, the we- wage increase got baked into the price, right?
0: Ah, baked in. See what he did yeah. there? Baked right. in,
1: right?
2: <laughs> now, my second point to you is. Earlier in the day, I was listening. It wasn't your show, but I couldn't get on the show. It was. Uh, it was. I heard it on. It was a guy that was saying something about um, the um, the prevention with the uh, with the eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Now right. I'm thinking. I'm saying, what is he talking about? He's trying. Trying. Well, first of all, do you go on the uh, on the theory that an ounce of prevention is better than a
1: pound of cure? Well, in, in general, maybe, but this isn't prevention. This is a pound of oppression, these IRS agents. Their job has nothing to do with revenue. This is a blackmail force. This is a group of people who are, who are, who are agents who are digging up dirt on us to compromise us and hold us in check and keep us in fear. I know all about this because i worked in Eastern Europe and I've worked in Poland and Hungary, Ukraine, uh, Russia and Romania and, uh, and against the post-communist regime. And everywhere you go, people say, oh, I can't do anything because I have a, a tax problem and I don't want to get indicted. I don't want to mm. go to jail and they the communists do this they terrorize people over the tax policy and that's really what these IRS agents are about i can just see them sitting at the kitchen table with some poor middle class taxpayer uh, uh like a bakery owner that's typical of the people i'm talking about and saying hey you know I we've have your store under surveillance and i think you didn't report all the income you made i think you had some cash income You're you didn't dull. report and um You know, that's a felony. You're, uh, we can indict you. But I don't think we will because you're a nice guy and I think you're honest. But don't provoke us. Okay. Just be careful. That Trump sign outside, that's not doing you any good. And that bumper sticker on your car, that's, that's a provocation. And for God's sakes, don't let my boss know that you go to Trump rallies because that drives him crazy. It makes him ballistic, and God knows what he's going to do. So my message here today is your friend, not just your IRS agent, is be careful. Be prudent. And that's going to have a chilling effect on people in politics. Thanks for your call, Al. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Hey, Jimmy. Hi. Thank you
2: for taking my call. All right. My thing that I'm thinking about is this theory going around that Trump should step aside and let DeSantis run. I think that was started by the Democrats. Yes, Just like definitely. And now all of the Republicans are saying that. And my thing is Trump, everybody loved Trump before he started to run for president. When he went after them, all the corruption sure. started putting them out against first. Yeah. They attacked him from every angle with multi-millions of dollars. Yep. Now... Any candidate
1: that gets in Republican and does the
2: things that Trump was doing, they're going to do the same exact thing. Yeah, of course. So why not put a proven yeah. person in
1: office? Sure they so will. You know, and, the but, the, but the big thing, thank you, Jimmy. The big thing is we know that DeSantis would do a good job on education and immigration because he's done well on those issues. But how do we know he can face down Vladimir Putin? How do we know he can intimidate China? Right. How do we know he can intimidate Kim Jong-un? We know Trump How do we know that he can increase oil production and drive down gas prices? What do we know about his economic expertise or policy, that he could create jobs and have low inflation? Trump did all of that. And and we, with DeSantis, it's a crapshoot. We don't know that. We can't be sure about that. So... I, and I think that, that this whole fantasy – remember that the Democrats' strategy these days is intervene in Republican primaries. They fund the people they think will be ho- easier to beat. Right. And they try to defeat in primaries the people who they think will be harder to beat. And they flood their money to do that. And that's what they're doing here right. with pushing DeSantis and trying to distrump Trump. Defy and conquer. Because he's the guy they want to run against. Uh, Nobody wants to run against Trump. Nobody wants to fight the 800-pound gorilla in the ring. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you're not going to last long. So we talked about how Biden's speech is really an attack on the voters who are for Trump, the MAGA voters, not just Trump, but all of us. The mega MAGA. And it's not going to work because we're going to beat it, because we're not going to condemn ourselves. We're going to stand for ourselves. We're the champions. We're not going to let a civil war rip our party apart. And we're certainly not going to knock someone out of the presidential race because he kept his library book on too long. Thank you,
0: Dick Morris. It's an honor to be here with you.
2: It's fun.